So I knew there was something else going on. There was a root cause here. I'm an engineer. I'm trained to search for the root cause so that we can fix that and prevent the symptoms and the indications of failure from happening. So I started looking around at alternatives. Welcome to What Works. I'm your host, Terry Gentilly. On What Works, our goal is to break through best practices, transcend conventional wisdom, and put theory to the test. To do that, we talk to real small business owners about what's actually working for them right now and deep dive on the who, what, how, and why of how it works. This week, my guest is Lisa Akers, an herbalist and spaceship builder who enjoys solving complex problems, whether they be exploring the universe beyond or uncovering the secrets to a client's challenging health concerns. As an engineer, Lisa brings a scientific perspective to herbalism, where she focuses on evidence-based solutions and research-backed remedies combined with traditions and oral histories of our herbal elders. Lisa has a particular affinity for working with people who struggle to find solutions to their health situations. She uses structured and engineered methods to restoring health through a foundation up strategy that considers her clients' lifestyles, tastes, and preferences. Lisa balances her time and pursuits between work as a full-time manufacturing engineer, helping to turn spaceship ideas into spaceship reality, and her work as a small business owner and herbalist. I wanted to find out more about what's working for Lisa as she balances these two passions and leverages them to work for the other. Lisa and I chat about how her approach to engineering problems and health problems is actually the same, how herbalism has changed the way she manages both the big picture and the small details of her work, and how she's utilizing her background in engineering to stand out in the field of herbalism. Lisa Akers, welcome to What Works. Thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me, Tara. I am super excited to have a conversation with you today. Yeah, I think this topic is going to be really juicy. And we're, yeah, I think this is this is something that needs to get talked about. So without further ado, uh, let's just remind everyone that you are in fact both an herbalist and a spaceship builder. So I would like to start with the spaceship building piece. Can you tell us what exactly that means and what you do? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sure. Um, I work as my official title as a manufacturing engineer. So it's my job to take the concepts that designers have worked through to think about how a spaceship should work and make them into reality. So it's the process of building pieces, um, metal pieces or composite pieces that go together to form larger structures, putting those larger structures together, testing them to make sure that they actually do indeed work the way that they work in PowerPoint and CAD. (laughs) When we do this design work, it's all electronic. And so it always looks good on paper. But when you go to put it into reality, sometimes those things aren't exactly what you had in mind. Um, so I, I do a lot of problem solving because you know these are, are there's millions of pieces in these spaceships and they all have very, very tight tolerances to go together and there's not much room for error. So anytime there is an error, then we have to figure out how do we overcome it so we can still move forward, keep the spaceship program moving along and make sure that it still meets the requirements because the you know if you imagine you send the spaceship into outer space with humans on it, it goes into a zero gravity environment, into a zero air environment. And so it's got to sustain all of the same integrity that it has here on Earth, but out in space. And we can't go fix it if it goes wrong. You, know, you think about, oh, well, my car has a problem with the air conditioner. I'll just take it to the garage and get it fixed. Well, there's no garage on the way to Mars. Maybe so one day. Not, 
maybe one day. I think that that's probably part of the long-term plan, but right now there isn't. So you have to think about how do I make this work? How do I make it work even if it's not working? And how do we make sure that the crew we send out comes home? So there's lots of things that you have to think about in that whole process. And so it's my job to be not only the big picture thinker to make sure that it all works, um, but to be the very detail thinker and, and deal with the, the problems that are happening in the moment. Gotcha. Well, so many metaphors right there for running a business, right? All of that other than, other than bringing the humans from space back home. (laughs) (laughs) I think all of those things you could just tie straight to entrepreneurship. Um, And maybe you could come up with a roundabout way of doing that one. also, now I feel like I should know this, um, because I feel like I, I know you pretty well at this point, but I don't actually know the answer to this question. So I'm going to ask, are you an independent contractor? Or do you work as an employee for an organization or a company? Um, so I am an independent contractor. Um, That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. So NASA has a primary contract with Lockheed Martin, and they are building the Orion spacecraft um, to be integrated with some other pieces that they're getting from other places. Um, and then I work as an independent contractor to Lockheed Martin um, to do the specific work that I do because my work is so very specialized Um, I don't really fit in with the employee structure at Lockheed Martin. So that's why we've opted to do it this way. Gotcha. And so about how many hours per week then are you working as a spaceship builder? Um, I'm typically working between 40 and 50 hours a week right now. Um, I've only got one spaceship in in production. We're doing our structural test article. Um, That work's happening in Denver. And then later this summer, we'll start up building our live mission for and the next launch will be which will be April of 2019. And when I've got two builds going on, I'll probably end up with a few more hours to make sure that those are all happening. But okay, wow. So this is this is not a part time job. Uh, No, (laughs) that's (laughs) That is a lot of hours. Okay, good to know. So then that leads us to the balancing act that you do with your other pursuit, which is herbalism. Can you tell us how you got started with or even interested in herbalism in the first place? Yeah, so spaceship building is not a part-time job. Um, You set me up perfectly here. So um, (laughs) back before our last mission, I was um, working... 100 to 120 hours a week. Um, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and so we, we were on a very short deadline and we had a lot of things going on all at the same time. And so there was a, a real need for people to chip in and, and contribute to make sure that we got to where we needed to be. Um, when you're working that many hours a week, what you eat is whatever is sitting in front of you. And or you can be had at the drive through at two in the morning. And there aren't very many drive throughs open at two in the morning, just as a heads up for anybody who <laughs> wants to start doing that. There, there really aren't many. So you get what you get. Um, you're not getting much sleep. You're surviving on caffeine and Advil. And it's this giant recipe for disaster, despite the fact that all of us who are doing it are convinced that we're invincible. Mm-hmm. At some point, that doesn't happen anymore. So I was borrowing so much energy and so much brain power and so much resilience from the future by drawing it in with caffeine, with Advil to put off pain and inflammation, with you know foods that weren't nourishing because that's what was available in order to meet this this need. Um, at some point, it came crashing down around me, and it happened to be on my husband's birthday. <laughs> I found myself in the emergency room <gasps> with 
chest pain, a racing heartbeat, um, blood pressure through the roof, um, convinced that I was having a heart attack. Um, fortunately, I guess, fortunately, I was not. Um, and unfortunately, the emergency room doctors sent me home with some Xanax and said, just take it easy, sweetheart. You'll be fine. Oh, gosh. Which I found wholly unacceptable as a solution and started to look around, see what I could find out. I went to probably a dozen different doctors trying to look for an answer and, and none of them could come up with anything other than, yeah, that Xanax thing's probably going to work for you. Now, having had anxiety in the past, I know that Xanax was not going to help. Um, so I knew there was something else going on. There was a root cause here. I'm an engineer. I'm trained to search for the root cause mm -hmm. so that we can fix that and prevent the symptoms and the indications of failure from happening. So I started looking around at alternatives and I saw an acupuncturist and I worked with massage therapists and all kinds of things and eventually found an herbalist that in one session, she said, well, here's what's going on, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> And she was right. And I said, oh, well, this is magic. So I need to learn more about this herbalism thing because if she can do that over the course of 90 minutes, then I need to know how this works because I could be really helpful and, and support other people in this. I wasn't really thinking about it as a business at that point. Um, but just to learn for myself, to be able to support my own needs, my family's needs and those kinds of things. And eventually I said, I was talking to people and they said, oh, you do that? I have a question about that. And I started, you know, people saying, well, you should tell me about this and tell me about this. And I said, okay, I'm going to have to make this a business because I am not doing this for free for the rest of my life. Um, <laughs> and so it has kind of just evolved and it has grown and expanded from that moment um, to a point where I am now. And this is probably leading into where you want to go with this next is pushing these two together and making them work. Well, that is exactly where I would like to go with this next, actually, because <laughs> yeah. you mentioned yeah. when you were speaking with this herbalist who found the root cause of what the problem was and helped you fix it, uh, you said, well, this is magic. And I think that herbalism, any kind of alternative wellness area has a little bit of that kind of woo-woo, magical um kind of energy to it, or at least that's what we associate with it, even if that's not at all the truth, right? And I know right. scientifically there's lots of there's lots of real stuff happening there. Um, but you are balancing something that has, you know, that's very mathematical, very methodo uh, uh, methodical, very um, uh, structured in terms of engineering and physics and rocket science <laughs> and all of those things with something that has a perception of being magical or woo-woo or I don't know how this works, but it works and I'm going to go with that. What, uh, talk us through, I don't know that I, I don't have a fully formed question here, obviously, but I'm going to talk us through your thought process or maybe the, the evolution that you've taken I think starting from something that was maybe a little bit more separate and realizing that your strengths were in actually bringing those mindsets together. Does that make sense? Um, well, it, yes. Um, and I just want to start with what's not magical about launching humans to another planet. Hey, that is very true. I am all about that. Right. So it, it's not that the two are very separate. They're very much the same. Um, we are our 
expanding and doing things that we've never done before. And there is always this element of magic that comes from the creativity and the imagination and the inspiration that creates a new design. So just because you don't understand something, we tend to call it magic, but that doesn't mean that there isn't an explanation. And I think the same is true with herbalism because it, it's been practiced for thousands of years. Um, healers have used the plants available to them locally to heal people since people existed. And we didn't always have the language to explain it. So it has been passed on generationally as this magical thing that, uh, well, this plant does this, but we don't really know why. Well, we do know why now. Mm. And there's a lot of research and there's a lot of, of evidence to support why certain plants do certain things and how they can be used to support people. And a lot of my work in herbalism is is explaining those things because the people that really come to me are people who want the real deal. They want to know the no BS reason why this works and why the statin drug that they were prescribed isn't working. Or as an example, I don't know that that's necessarily it, but, um, you know, I, I think that you look at, at herbalism as an alternative solution, but it's really not alternative. It is the, the way that medicine has been practiced since people started practicing it. Um, it has its roots in the ancient Greeks and Romans. It has its roots in the ancient um, Middle Eastern cultures. All of those cultures use this, these same things. And we've, we've got thousands of years of proof that, that this works. So it is magic in a way because it's not fully understood, but at the, the foundation of it, it's really not. But then again, what isn't magic? <laughs> Remind me, I have a book recommendation for you. Not that you have time for books, but I have a book recommendation for you. Anyhow, uh, it's actually three books. Forget it. Uh, don't forget it. Come back. We'll come back to it. But um, uh, I love that explanation. And I can totally see how you bringing this very objective, very scientific perspective and, and sort of, I'm going to use the word bias, but I don't mean that in a negative way, into herbalism helps you attract a certain kind of client um, and helps them trust you in a really unique way, probably in your field and helps you really stand out. I'm curious if if you have found your pursuit of herbalism and the, the mindset and the approach that you take there helping you in your day job as a spaceship builder at all. Uh, let's see. I think more than anything, what I have learned through this practice is better self-management, um, learning mm. to really know the way that things affect me. Um, if I miss out on several hours of sleep, for instance, then I know the next day I'm probably not the person you want to call to lift your 70,000 pound spacecraft up onto the, <laughs> the next segment. Um, and so it's it's been this greater awareness of how the way I'm living is affecting my ability and how to make better choices so I avoid the mistakes and I avoid the productivity pitfalls that come from being in a impaired state. Now, I, it may not be dramatically impaired, but at least having that self-knowledge and that self-awareness is something that I find really important um, when you're dealing with 5,000 pounds of explosives or whatever the danger of the day might be. Um, and so just that, that self-awareness is important. And then I, I think also it's given me a 
different perspective on big picture versus detail. Um, mm. I used to switch between those as if they were very discrete experiences. Oh, well, now I'm doing big picture and oh, now I'm doing detail. And, and so those two didn't exist in the same space. But now I have realized that they do. And it's important that they do because those details are changing the big picture. And if you're adjusting one or the other, it's having a larger effect on other aspects of a system. Um, just the same way that it does in the human body. If you're taking Hawthorne extract or something um, for a cardiovascular tonic, then that's having other impacts on the body that you need to be aware of. And so you have to think not only big picture, this is helping here to do this specific task, but it's also doing other things. And are those other things negative or positive? So re just reshifting or not reshifting, um, but re refocusing on the big picture and the details has been really important for both of those pursuits. Ugh, I love that answer. And obviously that's uh, applicable to business ownership, entrepreneurship as well, right? What Works is brought to you by Aptiv. I've got a lot of personal health and fitness goals for this year. I want to best my 5K time from last year, run a 10K, do 10 unassisted pull-ups in a row, and climb a grade harder. Now, of course, all of that takes work. Just like I'm regularly working on my company's performance, I'm working on my personal performance too. I work out almost every day with Aptiv, the audio personal training app that makes upping my output fun and easy. When it comes to my daily workouts, what's working for me right now is alternating between running days, strength training days, and stretching. On running days, I string together a light strength session for a warm-up, then run with Coach Meg or Coach Candace, and then roll out my muscles with Coach Jen. On strength days, I hop on the elliptical with Coach Rochelle for 10 minutes and then blast my legs, core, and arms with Coach Mike or Sultan. I'm in the best shape of my life and crushing my goals thanks to Aptiv. And all that hard work pays off in my business too. Ready to up your game with Aptiv? Start your free trial today at ideas.cocommercial.co slash workout. That's ideas.cocommercial.co slash workout. Whether you're listening to What Works for the first time or you're a loyal every week kind of listener, the co-commercial team and I want to thank you for your support. Our goal with the What Works podcast is to shine a light on how real small business owners get things done, earn trust, make sales, and further their missions. Look, I know you're used to hearing from experts, gurus, and coaches about all the things you should be doing in your business. Because of it, you're juggling more balls, rings, and flaming torches than you can count. But hopefully what works is helping you see that what, well, works is generally pretty simple. You don't need all the shiny objects and flaming torches to have a successful business. You need a plan and a few key things you and your small company can use to gain visibility, nurture prospects, and close deals. Until you do that, you can't have a thriving, sustainable business that can stand the test of time. Now, of course, figuring out what your unique system and set of tricks is, is no easy feat. That's why we here at Co-Commercial created the What Works Business Immersion. We're rethinking small business education from the ground up. The immersion is an eight-week interactive deep dive into learning about your own business, not someone else's. 
The Immersion guides you through eight themes that help you take a fresh look at your business. Or as one of our immersion participants said, the immersion is all about unlearning all the things that haven't worked for your business and building a stronger business because of it. Now, the Immersion isn't an online course on business building. It's not a workshop and it's not a coaching program. We provide the raw materials, reading or listening assignments, prompts and questions, and then create a live interactive space for you to explore in. Each week we meet together live to both reflect on the week's theme from a variety of angles and to break out into small groups to discuss our observations. We'll examine, pick apart, and put back together again the challenges you're facing in your business and all the opportunities you can take advantage of. Plus, when the eight weeks is up, you still have 10 full months of support in the leader circle at Co-Commercial, which includes our weekly flash masterminds and co-working hours. The immersion helps you close the gap between guessing what might work for you and knowing what does work for you by putting the emphasis on what to let go of instead of what to add in, by providing a structure for figuring things out for yourself and putting your learning into action, by connecting you with smart, shrewd, and savvy business owners who can help you overcome mental blocks and shift your mindset by giving you the space to share your thinking and validate your conclusions, and by integrating long-term support with forward progress toward your goals. I'll share more about the What Works Business Immersion in the coming weeks, but if this sounds like exactly the kind of next-level business experience you've been looking for, you'll want to get on our wait list. Go to cocommercial.co slash immersion. That's cocommercial.co slash immersion. Okay, let's let's uh, spend a little bit more time on how you are currently positioning your herbalism business because I know that you have um you you've started to really incorporate your uh, your day job as a spaceship builder, your background in science and engineering into the way you talk about herbalism. Can you talk right. to, tell us what's really working for you with that right now? What that allows you to accomplish that maybe you haven't been able to accomplish in the past? Um, probably the, the, the most important thing that, uh, that it's doing for me right now is really attracting the right kind of people. Um, I work with a fairly narrow, narrow group of people in midlife to later who are finding that the lifestyle they lived as young people no longer works for them in their more mature adulthood, they're struggling with things like diabetes or high blood pressure or maybe an autoimmune disease or even cancer, and they need a better solution. They don't want to just follow down this pathway of taking this medication that then makes this other symptom happen that they have to take another medication for that causes something else, and they just have this downward spiral that ultimately ends in their death, and nobody wants that. They want to actually make it better. So I'm looking for people who want to understand how that works. You know, when I take this drug, what is it doing? Mm. You know, they're seeing the big picture from their physician or their healthcare team, whatever it might be. And they're looking at that big picture and going, there's something else happening here. Where's the detail? And so I'm helping to let you know, bring those details to them so they can see it and say, okay, well, this is what's happening. You're taking this medication and yes, it's fixing this issue, but it's also causing this other one. And is that other one acceptable or not? And it's mm. all about giving people the information so they can make more empowered choices about the things that they put in their body. Um, so many people just get the prescription filled at the pharmacy and take it as directed and say, okay, well, it's 
good. I'm all happy now. And then there are other people who question, who really want to know more, and they're not getting that knowledge from the sources that they have available. And you can doctor Google all day long. <laughs> and it, it, I kind of describe it as a choose your own adventure story ending in your untimely death. Because no matter where you go with Dr. Google, it will it will come out that, oh, well, you're clearly dying and you should make plans <laughs> for your funeral immediately. Totally. So, so, you know, having that scientific background, I know how to go research. I know how to go find those bits of information. I know where those those things reside and I know how to read these scientific studies and translate them in a way that other people can understand them, too. Beautiful. So what are some of the specific things that you've done to incorporate that scientific engineering spaceship building perspective into the positioning that you have for your herbalism business so that you can attract more of those people? That's a really good question. I wish I had a really good answer for it. <laughs> you have good <laughs> answers for it. Um, you know, I, I think what I'm doing with it is positioning myself as a scientist, as yeah. not really a magical woo-woo person, although there is some magic to it, as we've already talked. Um, but I, I think that putting myself out there as being not the traditional herbalist, and, and the stereotype, of course, of an herbalist is, you know, the, the hippie, witchy woman um, wandering around in the woods with her hair disheveled and gathering plants to mix in a mortar, mortar and pestle to hand to someone. And that's kind of a scary thing. Um, I know a lot of my herbalist friends who actually do that, and they're fabulous herbalists, and they produce amazing results. Um, but not everybody is looking for that kind of stereotypical herbalist. They're looking for somebody who knows more um, about the science, about the research, who can pull up that information and share it with the client. You know, I, the, even the stereotypical herbalists have that information. They know how that works, but they're not taking it and making it a deeper experience for their clients. And that's really where I see my strength being is being able to make this about their understanding, not about my understanding with a few suggestions. Mm, that makes a ton of sense. I love that. All right, let's talk about some more of the nitty gritty here. I'm curious, you know, since you are spaceship building for 40 to 50 hours a week, what does your time, can, talk to us about how you split your time between the two pursuits. Um, how do you make time for your business? When are you working on your business? What does that look like? Yeah, it's a, kind of a delicate balance. Um, the, the one thing that has saved me the most about the schedule is that I have very little to no control over the schedule for spaceship building. It happens when it happens and I need to be there. On the other hand, I have complete and total control over when I see clients and when I work on my herbal business. Mm. And so being able to set that up saying, okay, here's my coming week. I have these obligations for this spaceship and I need to be there. Where can I fit in other clients? And typically I work with clients in, you know, 90 minutes at the longest and 30 minutes at the shortest. So I can set up, here are blocks where I can take clients. And I put that out on my acuity schedule and I, I have that out there. And I have some baseline blocks that are in there just in case I don't get to update my schedule every week. And sometimes that happens. 
um, where people can sign up for weeks in advance because I don't necessarily know what I'm going to be doing. And so sometimes I have some conflict and I have to rearrange and, and people are typically understanding of that because after all, I'm a freaking spaceship builder. And so <laughs> that's a good excuse. So, I mean, come on. <laughs> oh, there aren't very many people who can use that excuse. Right. right. Um, so uh, yeah, so I, I've been able to set up that flexibility and I set up times um, in the evenings, occasionally during the day, if I know something is arranged to suit that, um, and weekends. And it works well for my clients because that's when they want to talk too. They're working, they're busy, they're doing other things. And so evenings and weekends are better suited for them. Um, and so it's important for me then to make sure that I maintain time in my calendar for my family and for my own care and for the things that are important to keep me going. So it, it's a, a regular balancing act. Um, my Sunday planning meeting with myself is probably the key to it all as I look ahead to the week coming and say, okay, here's what's going on. And I map it out. And without having those maps, I'm not sure that I would be very successful in any of my pursuits. Mm. But by laying out that strategy early, I don't always stick to it because things happen. But at least knowing what I've got going on, I can judge how much energy I'm going to have, how much resilience I'll need to bounce back from things that might break along the way and where the obstacles are so I can put plans in place to deal with it. Mm, I love that. So I think you may have already answered this question with that really great answer, but I want to, I want to ask it anyhow, how is your life now different? Uh, you know, working 40 to 50 hours a week in a day job, running a business on the side, you know, having a family different from when you were working 120 hours a week and going through that kind of health breakdown. What are some of the things that you do differently now? Um, well, in, in the same way that this the spaceship building helps me be better. Well, the herbalism helps me be a better spaceship builder because I understand how things affect me. I am more in tune with how much energy I have. And, and actually when I set up things in my calendar, I will mark them as either, um, draining, energizing or neutral oh. as far as the energy that it's going to take. And so by doing that, I can say, okay, well, I've got a whole day's worth of draining activities. That's not a good thing. <laughs> so I am able to move things around and shift things based on the other activities that are going on for that day. So having that, that bit of insight into how my day is going to go before I even start my day helps me to not get in that downward spiral. But, um, you know, and I've also, you know, I'm not working a hundred hours a week. Um, and a remote location where the only food available comes from a vending machine or a drive-thru. Um, I have the opportunity to eat foods that nourish me. I have the opportunity to exercise in ways that are supportive. And I have the opportunity to manage my stress level and get enough sleep so that when I show up in the morning, I can do my best work. And by doing my best work early, then I get more accomplished. So I don't have to spend as many hours doing the work. 
Gotcha. I want to come back to labeling your appointments or labeling your your tasks as draining, energizing, or neutral, because I have a feeling people's ears just perked up at that one. Um, <laughs> so you mentioned that if you do see you've got a day full of draining tasks, you're going to look to see how you can move some things around. But you know, some things mm-hmm. don't get moved around. And so on a day where you have a few more draining things, maybe then it would be optimal. What are some of the specific things that you do to prepare for that kind of day? Um, well, it's important the night before to make sure that I've got enough sleep that, uh, you know, I have gone to bed at a time that allows me to get enough sleep that I am eating foods during the course of that day to manage that, that I am drinking enough water. Um, I find that purely drinking water will do a lot to help rejuvenate and re-energize you. Um, even if you're feeling a little out of sorts. Um, the other thing I do is, Anytime I have to go to the restroom, and this may be more than you need to know, (laughs) but anytime I have to go to the restroom before I get up, I will push my chair back or step back if I'm standing up, take three deep breaths, close my eyes, and just come to this point of, okay, here I am. And then I'll go and do whatever I need to do and come back. And taking those little breaks throughout the day just help me to get out of whatever spiral I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Cause it's easy to get into this thinking spiral of, okay, well, I've got this and I've got that and I've got these other things and all this other stuff is happening and I need to manage this and it's getting out of control and I'm not sure what to do. And, and then you get lost, but taking those few minutes and just bringing everything to, to center saying, here I am, I'm not thinking about anything. I'm just breathing. And then you can go out and, Oftentimes that will give you the creative insight you need to solve the problem that you're struggling with. Um, And if nothing else, you get more oxygen to your brain, which is always a good thing. And you've taken a moment. And just having those moments throughout the day is really helpful. Um, The other thing I do, and this is actually a result of a concussion I had over the summer, um, I carry a paper planner. Mm. And anything that comes in my brain, I write it down. And so I've stopped trying to collect all of this information, these ideas, these activities in my head, because that's just more brain power you have to use. And I collect them on paper. And then on Sunday, when I'm doing my planning, I go, okay, well, these are the things that came up. Should I plan them or not? And I'm at a more objective spot right now. I can make a better assessment rather than in the passion of the moment. That makes a lot of sense. (laughs) That's a great takeaway for people who are balancing a lot of things and who isn't balancing a lot of things as an entrepreneur. That's awesome. So tell us, what's your vision for how you continue on with these two pursuits in the future? Are you looking to make changes? Are you looking to kind of maintain where you're at? What does that look like for you? Um, Well, I I am open to a number of different alternatives. Uh, I've The space industry is fickle, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, As administrations change, the national interest in space exploration changes. And so you never know when you come to work in the morning. Twice already working on this program, it's been canceled. Wow. So you never know when you come in the next morning if you're going to have a job or not. So those are always challenges that I, I look at on the horizon and and part of my job in building spaceships is to be at least three if not four or five steps ahead of where we are right now and identifying the obstacles and figuring out how to make them not happen so um 
part of the herbal job, I think, is is one of those steps ahead. Mm. Here's something that could slide into place if things change dramatically. Um, here is something that I could expand or contract depending on the way things working. It, it's a nice flexible business because I can decide how many clients I want to work with. If I only want one client a month, then I only do one client a month. If I want five, I do five. If I want 50, I'll do 50. Um, and I can make those assessments in real time. So I, I'm keeping the the balance of this open in the future to allow it to expand into whatever situation comes up. I love that. That's awesome. <laughs> Lisa, tell us where can we find out more about working with you uh, and uh, learning from your or, or getting the benefit of your herbalism slash spaceship building uh, prowess? <laughs> Sure. The best place to find me is at my website at lisaacres.com, L-I-S-A-A-K-E-R-S. And you can find me on Facebook at Herbalist Lisa, although I spend very little time there. So probably best to just visit my website and you can contact me through there. Fabulous. Lisa Akers, thank you so much for sharing what works for you, you and, and balancing these two passions. Well, thanks, Tara. I appreciate the time to, to chat with you this morning. It's been really fun. Find out more about Lisa Akers, how she blends spaceship building with herbalism, and how she could help you on the path to wellness at lisaacres.com. All business owners need help from time to time. In fact, most weeks you probably run into a challenge, obstacle, or setback that threatens your progress. And that means that most weeks you're looking for answers, help, or support to stay on track for your goals. But here's the thing. I firmly believe that the way you get support for your small business is broken. I believe all you should have to do is ask. You shouldn't have to wait for someone to develop an online course to solve your problem. You shouldn't have to spend hours Googling for answers. You shouldn't have to download freebie after freebie after freebie to piece together a plan. All you should have to do is ask. Now, trust me, I know that asking for help is hard. You might not have experienced or reliable folks to talk to. You might feel weird asking for support in public, or you might even have a hard time articulating your questions. That's why we created CoCommercial. CoCommercial is a private, dedicated support network for small business owners like you. We make it easy to connect with experienced and reliable people. In fact, 60% of our top members have been in business for three years or longer. We put you at ease because asking for help, receiving support, and encouraging you to learn out loud is what our network is all about. And our in-depth conversations make it possible to work out your real questions over time. And we do all this for about 90% less cost than online courses, programs, and coaching that have less support, less hands-on help, fewer special events, and fewer opportunities to learn too. But you don't have to take my word for it. When you join, give it a try, ask your questions, and attend some events. If you're not wowed by the depth of support, quality of connections, and the value of our events in the first 30 days, just let us know. We'll refund your membership fee. Are you ready to give it a try? Go to cocommercial.co to request your invitation. Once you join, remember, all you have to do is ask. Again, request your invitation today at cocommercial.co. That's it for this week's episode of What Works. If you love getting a behind the scenes look at how real small business owners are making it work, 
please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy listening. We also appreciate you leaving a review and sharing the podcast with your friends or colleagues. What Works is produced by Rosie Medias and edited by Marty Seafelt. Kristen Runvik prepares our show notes. Our opening music is by The Shrugs and our ad music is by Marley Carroll. Tune in next week for another look at how small businesses actually work.